Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Welcome to Nature Folk. This is Selena Fox. And tonight, we will be exploring the powers of air. The element air is one of those core elements of nature that are essential to life. Not only human life, but all life. Sentient beings. And tonight, we will, exploring the powers of air in a variety of ways. One of the most common ways of working with the powers of air is that of working with breath. We as humans interface with the air throughout our lifetime. And by paying attention to our breath and by working with our breath in different patterns, we can have the power of air to relax us, to energize us, to balance us, to aid us in healing and well-being. So we begin with the powers of air to move energy through breath. Focus now on your own breathing before you start experimenting with different patterns. Just be with your breath. Noticing your in-breath and your out-breath. Breathing for most is automatic. Yet as we become aware of our breath, we also can increase our awareness of our interface with environment, with thoughts, feelings, the range of physiological processes, our vital force, our stamina. Slow your breathing down and deepen your breathing as a way of releasing stress and relaxing yourself. Find a comfortable place to be where you can focus on the powers of air and the powers of breath. As you breathe in, 
and breathe out. You work with breath and the powers of mind and intention to bring relaxation. Breathing deep rather than with shallow breaths. When you breathe deep, you can more fully connect with that power of air that is power of breath. Working with words as you do breathing exercises can enhance your experience. As you breathe in, the word relax. As you breathe out, the word release. And in the next few moments of quiet, breathe in as you silently say, relax and breathe out as you silently think release. Relax, release. Relax, release. And as you continue this exercise, each breath that you take in and affirm relax, let the power of that suggestion that intention, truly relax your body and bring relaxation to your thoughts, to that doing self, relaxation to your feelings, your mood, Relaxation to your spirit. And as you say the word release and expel the out breath, you let go of barriers to relaxation. You let go of what you do not need to have present with you as you deepen your experiences of relaxation. You release to dispel stress. You release to dispel negativity. You release to dispel barriers. To dispel things that inhibit. Relax. Release. 
One of the great things about breathing exercises, they can be with you wherever you may be. It's a matter of setting aside some time to focus. If you're in a workplace, you may be able to do this at your desk, if you have a desk or your workstation, or you might go to the restroom and one bathroom break, be able to do some relaxation and some releasing. Taking a bit of a break and then focusing on your breath can be a powerful thing and a helpful thing. Knowing this basic relax and release is a really good start, as is that experience of being aware of your breath, how deeply you breathe, how frequently you breathe, just with your regular pattern. But there are some additional ways that you can work with the powers of air through breath and breath patterning that I'd like to share with you now. One involves a four-part breath cycle. And some people like to use a type of four count. So essentially... You breathe in on a count of four. You hold the breath that you have breathed in for a count of four. Then you breathe out to a count of four. And you keep the breath out empty on a count of four. And then you repeat that. This type of rhythmic breathing has its own power and energetics. Many people find this exercise not only relaxing, also balancing and ultimately energizing. Some will do the count silently in mind. Some will use one, two, three, four. Some will use the focus of each of the four stages and then count two, three, four. So I'd like to guide one way of doing this. Breathing in, two, three, four, holding, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, empty, two, three, four, inhale, Two, three, four, hold. Two, three, four, 
Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four. Empty. Two, three, four. One of the powers of having this exercise as a form of spiritual practice, it focuses the mind. And if one is really juggling a lot of inputs by having the breathing and the counting, it really helps clear the mind. For it takes a certain amount of concentration not only to do this four-part cycle of breathing, but to do the counts. Another approach for breathing is to use the technique of rapid breath to energize oneself. This is a more advanced exercise and not recommended for everyone. And certainly, should you decide you want to experiment with this, just try it for a few minutes to make sure that it really works with your system. Breathing in and out rapidly and considering the breath as an energizing form of exchange with air, one can become more alert. And depending on how well one breathes, that extra oxygen coming in and out can really help boost the system. Another way of working with power of air and breath is to do very slow breaths. Not so much with a count, but to increasingly slow the breathing down. This can be really helpful in situations where one has felt a great deal of panic or anxiety, that one takes a deep breath in, and then as one releases, letting that breath completely go out, the slowed breathing as you take it back in and let it out helps shift consciousness as well as the physiology of interfacing with the air. These are just a few ways of working with breath. And another way goes back to the beginning, which is awareness of breath. If you are finding yourself in a challenging situation and feeling very tense, your awareness of your breath 
can trigger an awareness that you can change how you breathe to change what you're experiencing. Powers of air had been linked to the powers of mind in a number of craft and pagan systems. In the circle craft tradition, air is linked with cognition, with intellect, with the ability to analyze, to think critically. It is a metaphor for thought processes, words, ideas, concepts, memories, conversations, working verbally and non-verbally. analyzing as one thinks, as one does meditation, in addition to working with breath, one can observe and be mindful, aware of words, self-talk, Mind chatter. That's another power of air. For life on a breeze, carrying seeds and fragrances and other things, one has words and ideas, memories, perspectives flowing through Consciousness born on the winds of the mind. Be aware of your thoughts without attempting to control thoughts. Just be aware of what comes to mind and like a wind moving through your interiors, those words, phrases, sentences, ideas, perspectives, flow before your awareness. Spend a few moments now observing Who, as thinker, the act of thinking, celebrate thought and thoughts. Develop skills in paying attention to your thoughts and skills in not being entangled, stymied, blocked. 
brainstorming, working with the winds of mind, letting ideas percolate and flow through without stifling, censoring, being aware of the creative process, noting it in some way. Letting the powers of mind of critical thinking be in the sidelines as one experiences the creative processes and then as one forward having brainstormed many different approaches to problem solving or creating. Then one can bring the analysis of mind to take a look at possibilities and through this creative synergy come up with good ways of thinking and being. In addition to breath, in addition to working with the thought flow, one can work with the powers of air in a variety of metaphorical ways through guided journeys, imagination, and an actual ritual practice. One of my favorite ways of working with the powers of air is by burning incense. Sometimes this takes the form of kindling one or more Josh, Josh sticks. Sometimes it's a smudge stick. Sometimes it's actual dried herbs in an incense burner, sage or rosemary, for example, mugwort. Sometimes it's fuming gum resin, such as olibanum, most commonly known as frankincense, on a self-igniting charcoal block in a brazier or thermal or incense burner. And as the heat goes into the bead of gum resin, beautiful smoke and aromas are released. There's a wide range of different types of incense, incense blends, as well as incense derivatives, working with actual plant matter or working with some essential oils that are incorporated in jaw sticks or other forms for burning to release the aroma as well as sacred smoke. In kindling incense, one can see wind patterns 
and incense can be used to cleanse an area, to uplift an area, to protect an area. And as a delight, aesthetics, and as a visionary form of seeking guidance. Imagine that you have an incense brazier, and in that brazier, you are going to kindle incense, either gum resin or coals or some other types of incense that you can light directly. Imagine yourself connecting with the powers of air through incense. And as you ignite the incense, you become aware of the aroma and its uplifting and transforming properties that can enhance spiritual practice. But you also become aware of the smoke interacting with wind patterns, breezes, the way air circulates in a space, indoors or out, or in some in-between place, such as an enclosed porch. Spend a few moments looking at the incense smoke and with intention you can ask the powers of air through that smoke to bring you guidance as you interact with the smoke, as you look into the smoke, as you divine with the smoke. For some, scrying into the smoke is a way of getting images, messages. Some see these by looking at patterns open. Some get guidance through this process and having a more internal knowing paying attention to thoughts that arise. Incense smoke can be very magical and beautiful. can be a meditation in itself for observing the changing patterns of the air. Another way of working with powers of air is in the form of breezes and wind. In some systems, especially those that have some roots in ancient Greek pagan traditions, one works with the four sacred directions 
with the four winds, winds from each direction. And I'd like to guide a short journey working with the directional winds. Spend a few moments centering yourself and be in a place where you can safely do a journey, reduce or eliminate extraneous sounds and distraction potentialities, create a space for doing this journey. So you close your eyes, you call to mind a sacred circle. And when you go into the sacred circle, you see a marker in each of the compass points. And standing in the center, you call to the powers of the directional winds facing the north. You call to the powers of the north wind. And you experience the wind coming to you and swirling around you. As you commune with the north wind, pay attention to what you experience. Let the north wind bring you sensations and guidance and give thanks. And turning to the south, you call on the south wind and you experience the wind coming into the circle and swirling around you. And as you commune with the south wind, pay attention to what messages and experiences you encounter. You give thanks to the south wind as it departs and you turn and face the east and call to the powers of the east wind to flow into the circle and swirl around you. Be one with the east wind you summon. Pay attention to what you experience. Pay attention to what messages come to you from the east wind. 
and give thanks. And the east wind departs. And you now turn to the west and you summon the west wind. And the powers of the west wind blow into the circle. The wind swirls around and you commune with the west wind. Paying attention to messages, words, symbols, sensations. And then as you feel complete with that, giving thanks to the west wind. And the west wind departs. You reflect now as you stand in center on the north wind, the south wind, the east wind, and the west wind. Each you have encountered in this journey. You give thanks to these four winds. And you call to the master of the four winds, the god of the winds known as Aeolus. And Aeolus comes to you and swirls in the center. Indeed, the four winds all now come from each of the directions enjoying the sacred spiral of wind around you and in you. Be one, the master of the winds with Aeolus. And in the next few moments of quiet, invite Aeolus to share with you some ways of working with the power of air through the winds, paying attention to any words, phrases, symbols, sensations that come to you. And then giving thanks to Aeolus To the four winds and that fifth dimension, the wind master. And as you shift from this journey of communing with the winds and the sacred directions, know that you can work with this meditation at other times to enhance your ability to deepen connections with wind and winds. You can work with this meditation to enhance your ability to sense and visualize, to balance, You can work with this 
journey as a means of creative awakening. We give thanks to the winds in this sacred journey. Another way of working with the power of air and winds is to actually go outside on a windy day. Yes, you can fly a kite. Yes, you can watch leaves fall from trees, autumn in places in temperate zones where they have four seasons. But what I'd invite you to consider doing is the power of air is when to cleanse. Being in the wind and letting the wind clear away what is not needed. Wind as purifier. Purifying your body, cleansing your mind of unneeded thoughts, Wind to clear away frazzled energy. Wind to soothe and your emotions dispel negativity. Wind to uplift the spirit. The power of wind, the power of air also can be a practice for home blessing. This is especially done in springtime after a dwelling has been closed up for much of the winter months, which is certainly the case in northern climes in the U.S., um, such as where I live opening windows, opening doors, literally airing out one's home with the power of wind and breezes. Stale air dispelled. Fresh air blowing through. Wind and breezes, which are more gentle winds, can be a source of fragrance, certainly in the blossoming time of springtime. Going to a place with fragrant flowers on branches of trees and herbs growing in gardens and in the wild, experiencing Breezes and winds carrying fragrant aromas can boost the spirit, bring joy and peace, can be healing and balancing, can promote wellness. And in the autumn time and other parts of the year, depending on what environment you're in, breezes and winds can be 
seed spreaders carrying seeds to new destinations to enhance vegetative growth. The power of breezes, the power of wind, the power of incense, all these forms of sacred air. But another way of working with power of air is that lying. Certainly one can physiologically fly by taking a ride in an airplane or some other aircraft. And there's even um, a variety of extreme sports that have flying suits and um, other ways to uh, move through the air physiologically. But in the last part of our journey into the powers of air, I invite you to connect with the power of flight in a spiritual sense. Journey, find a comfortable place to be where you have quiet and focus. Imagine yourself surrounded with a circle of radiant light and you are in the center of that circle. This circle becomes a type of focal point for energetic, sacred. And when you have need to complete your inner flying journey. You envision this circle of light and like a human beacon, you can return to the center. There's different ways to journey with the power of air and flying. In this journey, you sprout wings. In the center of your circle, you extend your arms out and wings start forming. And as they come to be, you start testing your wings. And as you do, you experience the exhilaration able to fly. And you find it easy and delightful to lift up and to fly with your wings. And as you fly through inner space, you fly over the neighborhood where your home is. And as you move through the air around your home area, 
pay attention to what you notice about your home environment from a bird's eye perspective. And you continue your journey of flight. And this time, you go to some sacred area that you have wanted to visit. Perhaps it is a place you visited in your dreams or through a book or some writings or photographs. You take your power of light. You go to that sacred site flying through time and space and then coming and landing at that area. You recognize that the power of flight is a gift and it is a gift that we can obtain as we develop our minds, and our spiritual practice. And at this sacred site, you encounter a winged one who has come to bring a message about the importance of directing attention and intention for a healthier planet and universe. You journey back to the center of your sacred circle And as you are there, you have a message come to you to direct healing and well wishes to the planet as a whole. And you rise up and you fly. And you fly high and around planet Earth And as you do and you extend your winged arms, gold light comes flowing from you, from your hands, into planet Earth. Giving thanks to those who also are engaged in doing this work. And as you return once again to your sacred circle, you carry with you the memories of not only this journey with the sacred air, 
but the journey and the experiences of other forms of sacred air powers. And as you return to a more waking state of consciousness, the winged arms that you had for the journey return to your regular arms, knowing that the essence of that freedom of flight and that metaphor, that imagination, is yours whenever you have need. Reflect a few moments on your experiences tonight with breath, with incense, with wind, four winds and aeolus, with light. We give thanks to the sacred air. We give thanks to the sacred air for sustaining our lives and life. To the sacred air that is atmosphere. We give thanks to the sacred air that is thinking. We give thanks to the sacred air that is cleansing. We give thanks to the sacred air that is balancing. We give thanks to the sacred air that is healing. We give thanks to the sacred air that's liberating, that's energizing, that is creative. We give thanks to the powers of air to the sacred air in all these ways and in others. Sacred air, we greet you and honor you and thank you for being part of this world, being part of our lives, for being part of the greater circle of nature of which we are all part. So moted be. Thank you all for tuning in to Powers of Air tonight. Next week, we will be taking some journeys and experiencing the powers of fire. I want to give thanks to the Pagans Tonight Radio Network to David and Jeanette Ewing and Deborah Rose, also Circle Sanctuary ministers who are part of our Circle Radio team, and give thanks to Witch School International and the Carillions for their support of this podcast and the one that follows, Circle Talk. And we invite you to connect with Circle Sanctuary on the web, www.circlesanctuary.org, on Facebook, Circle Sanctuary Community, and Facebook group, Circle Sanctuary Community Group. 
on Instagram, Circle Sanctuary, and on Twitter, Circle Sanctuary. And you can connect with me, Selena Fox, on Facebook, Selena Fox Updates on Instagram, Selena Fox on Twitter, Selena underscore Fox, and on the web, www.selenafox.com. So I invite David and Jeanette Ewing on now because the three of us are going to have a special circle talk tonight, a continuation of our military ministries work of Circle Sanctuary. Good evening. Hello. Hello, good evening. Yeah, and thank you for your service, for we're doing a time-release Veterans Day tonight. Tell us what we'll be doing on our Circle Talk show. Well, this evening uh, we will be doing the awarding of the Pagan Military Service Ribbon, and we've been doing this for several years now, and in fact, uh, we've been doing this on Circle Talk. Back when it was Pagan Warrior Radio. Yeah, back when it was Pagan Warrior Radio. <clears throat> so this is at least the third or fourth year that we've done this. We've awarded PMSRs around the time of Veterans, Veterans Day right. specifically. Yeah. Yes, and so the number to call to be part of our ceremony tonight for those who have served and are serving in the U.S. military and allied forces. We invite you to call in in a few minutes, 347-308-8222. And at the prompt, dial 1, and that will take you to our green room, and many of you who are listening that um, are aware that we have the Pagan Military Service Ribbon registration up online, and so we invite those who have already registered online to call in, but if you have served or are serving in the U.S armed forces and allied forces and haven't yet filled the online form up, you can still call in tonight. So in a few moments, we will be starting Circle Talk. And what um, sounds do we have to take us into Circle Talk and the Pagan Military Service Ribbon Ceremony tonight? Well, um, on the topic of the discussion you've been having about the elements, thought we could... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, so uh, we are going to be closing out tonight with the element song from Spiral Rhythm. Right. One of my favorites that they do. Yeah, they they harmonize so well together. Absolutely. All righty, then. So we will see everyone in a few minutes, and stay tuned for Circle Talk. Earth, my body, water, my blood, air, 
welcome to Circle Talk Radio, a production of Circle Sanctuary's Radio Ministries program. Join us here every Tuesday evening at 9 o'clock Eastern following the Nature Folk program with Reverend Selena Fox as we discuss various topics of interest to the pagan community. Circle Talk Radio is hosted on alternating weeks by Circle Sanctuary Ministers Jeanette and David Ewing and Circle Minister Deborah Rose. And before we begin, we would like to express our thanks to the Witches School International and the Pagans Tonight Radio Network for allowing us this time to reach the community. For more information about Circle about Witch School, please visit them on the web at www.witchschool.com. And for more information about Circle Sanctuary, please visit us on the web at www.circlesanctuary.org. <clears throat> I don't know. Well, there. And we have a sort of circle talk. Welcome to Circle Talk. Welcome to Circle Talk. And tonight we are joined by Senior Circle Sanctuary Minister Selena Fox. This evening we are going to be talking a little bit about military ministries, some of the varied types of things that Circle Sanctuary Ministers, who are part of Circle's military ministry program, what they do in their particular areas of the country, including Circle Sanctuary. And hopefully, if we have some people calling in, we will also be awarding some pagan military service uh, ribbons. So, let's go ahead and bring Selena on. Okay. Hello. Hello, Selena. Hi. Good evening. And I know this past weekend you had a Veterans Day honoring of deceased veterans at Circle Sanctuary. Can you talk a little bit about what you did up there? Yeah, so um, this year for Veterans Day, which happened on the Saturday, November 11th, Veterans Day itself, we had two special ceremonies that were linked together, but in two separate locations. So at Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve, in the Circle Sanctuary main building called the Circle Temple, we had our annual Veterans Day ceremony We salute living veterans as well as those who are on active duty as well as um, pay respects to their loved ones, family, friends, other supporters. And we also pay respects to those veterans who have served but have gone into the other world. Not only those killed in action but veterans who Uh, served and then after service went on to lead the next part of their life and then um, died of usually natural causes, some other means. And, And so we do that every year as part of our military ministries. And I'm at the very first Kern County Pagan Festival, I was there this year, and Gretchen, who's an Army veteran, 
who is our communications coordinator, did the Circle Sanctuary Veterans Day ceremony um, at Kern County Pagan Festival held at the Enchanted Cottage in the greater Los Angeles area, um, next county over from L.A. County. Um, we had a wonderful festival and had several veterans come and take part in the ceremony, and we were able to do presentations of the Pagan Military Service Ribbon for the first time in Kern County um, and for this brand-new festival. I think one of the things I found out by doing these Veterans Day ceremonies, and indeed all types of Veterans Day observances happen in the United States, not only on Veterans Day, but sometimes day or two leading up and for several days after. And clearly this um, podcast is an example of our time-release Veterans Day. Uh, certainly there's different ways of acknowledging and giving thanks to veterans for their service. Uh, we've been doing pagan military Veterans Days as a way of giving special acknowledgement to pagans who have been serving in the U.S. Um, military for generations. So, yeah, we had two ceremonies, and I know that some of our Circle Sanctuary ministers in other parts of the country were also engaged in various Veterans Day events. And I was very thankful to have been part of the uh, Pagan Warrior Blessing that you both facilitated at the Hallowed Homecoming event, the first weekend in November. I'm wondering if you want to tell us a little bit about um, that gathering sure. and that way. Yeah. So the our version, the pagan version of the warrior blessing ritual is something that Reverend David Sassman, who is out of Indianapolis, he's been a long time Circle Sanctuary member and was ordained as a circle minister several years ago, quite a few years ago. He found this particular ritual somewhere. I forget where he said he had found it. Well, because it had already been done at PSG. It had already been done at PSG. He wasn't the first one to do it because, remember, um... that's right. He inherited that from somebody else, but... The origins of that particular ritual yeah. are not pagan. In fact, it is, a, you would call it interfaith, interreligious. And it had been tweaked a little bit by the person who did it before him, yeah. and then he took it over, and he, you know, there's some minor changes mm -hmm. uh, script-wise to the particular ritual, and he has let it, for a number of years in the city he lives in and related areas in Indianapolis, Indiana. It, he also has led it for quite a few years at Pagan Spirit Gathering. There are a few other ministers that I know of that have also led 
the warrior blessing ritual or at least a version of it, including ourselves. And there are several components to it where we honor service members who are currently serving those who have served in the past but that are still living, and then those who also have served but have but are now deceased. And it's a really good way of honoring those who have served in various capacities, not only the standard force services, but also Coast Guard, and those who are in the National Guard as well. And there's also a part of it, and I still say this, I'm not sure if Dave Sassman still says this in part of his ritual, but it became a really big thing right after 9-11. And there was a part of that ritual, and when it's done with all of the various components, there is a color guard, there is um, something that represents first responders who died going back up into the towers on 9-11, and we still make a mention of it, and I've currently added an additional element to acknowledge those who have recently passed, who have died in the line of duty helping others that we have heard of. And this particular year at Hallowed Homecoming, I'd mentioned the first responders who died yeah, in the line of duty recently, but what most recently came to mind for me was those who died in the in the line of their duty of the operations trying to help people in the aftermath of the hurricanes that we've had this year. Yeah. Well, I think it is really important as a way of deepening connections within community and society as a whole, to be able to have ceremonies, to have observances, of having recognition of people who have served and are serving, as well as for their loved ones. And those of you who are listening that have served and are serving in the U.S. Armed Forces and the Allied Forces, started out um, the pagan, mil- pagan military service ribbon was done for those serving in the U.S. military, but we expanded it over time by request. And um, I invite those of you who are interested in receiving a pagan military service ribbon to give us a call at 347-308-8222. That is 347-308-8222. So we'll uh, do short conversation with those who call in, do an awarding, and then as follow-up to the show, we will be mailing out the Pagan Military Service Ribbon. So in addition to doing 
service ribbon audio ceremonies, we also do them in person um, throughout the year in a variety of different locations. Now, you said you had um, a Veterans Day ceremony when you were out in California. Did you also have an opportunity to award the PMSRs there? Yes, there were four people who um, came forward and um, were awarded the Pagan Military Service Ribbon, and it it was a it was all part of our opening ceremony. Okay, one great. of the things, yeah, one of the things that I have um, done through Veterans Day ceremonies over time is to work with those elements of nature in a kind of um, blessing rite. This is different than the warrior blessing, um, which you mentioned before, which um, Reverend Dave Sassman has been doing for like the last 10 years at Pagan Spirit Gathering and other locations. He's really evolved that initial piece. Um, sometimes I call it a warrior honoring um, ceremony or PMSR, you know, presentation ceremony. Well, for Veterans Day and at some of these other ceremonies, I do a pagan warrior elemental blessing, and I'd like to share that tonight. Power yeah, of earth, bless and protect those who serve and have served on and in land. Powers of air, bless and protect those who serve and have served in and through air. Powers of fire, bless and protect those who serve and have served with and under fire. Powers of water, bless and protect those who serve and have served on, in, and by water. Powers of spirit, bless and protect all those who serve and have served and their loved ones. So mote it be. So mote it be. And so we are, we have been um, working with the elements in a number of different ways. We also have a, a military pagan prayer card that was issued more than 10 years ago that just recently got redesigned, and we have that available as part of the pagan military ministries work that Circle Sanctuary does. We make that available free of charge to not only to those who are serving, but to their loved ones who keep an altar or um, family members who are off serving. So those are just some of the things that Circle Sanctuary has been doing recently and over time. 
Right, and to fill people in a little bit more on the Pagan Military Service ribbon, this is a ribbon that has a golden acorn in the middle. For those who have served in any branch of the armed forces, most people are aware of the small metal. It's a, it's a small rectangular pin that people get awarded for various duties that they have accomplished, but it's also awarded for valor under a number of different circumstances. People are probably also aware of the Purple Heart. There's the ribbon version, but there's also the smaller pin version of that as well. So, yeah, it was the metal and then, yeah, then the ribbon. And so it is a ribbon that is similar in design to the ribbons that people get. So we are, we do have our first two callers, uh, well, our first caller, and would you like to bring them in, David? So we have Charlene, who is called in to receive her ribbon, and she's um, our Air Force and a variety of Air Force, um, Air Force, what do you call it, um, personas. So I, sure, <laughs> I don't know. I was, losing, I was losing a word there. Um, Charlene, are you there? Irregular duty, they call it reserves and Air National Guards. Yeah. Right. Yes, you were Air Force and then Air Force Reserves and Air National Guard. So, like, you did all the air stuff. So this I actually did a, a little Civil Air Patrol, so a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. And this is great follow-up from Selena's program earlier this evening where she talked about the magic of, of the power of the element of air. Mm -hmm. So here you are. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your work um, and where you've been serving and... And um, what, and what sort well, of paganism you practice? Well, actually, right now I've been retired since about 2001, and yeah. uh, as of last week, I just got laid off, so currently I'm unemployed. <laughs> and uh, my prior job that was of interest was I actually worked at the Kennedy Space Center for a while. I actually got to close the doors on the last shuttle launch. That is really a powerful memory. Yeah, it was nice while it lasted. Yeah. Yeah, yep. and and what a story to be able to tell. And <laughs> we want to thank you for your service. And and although um, your present job has ended, the winds of change may open up some new doors for you. That's what I'm hoping. It seems to always work out that way. I don't know if I'm just charmed or somebody's looking after me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, some people as get the far as the uh, flavor of uh, dogma, I've gone uh, pretty much tending towards Druid. Yeah. And I've hooked up with the uh, Druid group in Indianapolis, and I go down uh visit with them on occasion. That's wonderful. And whereabouts do you live now? Are you in Indiana? Yeah, I'm in uh, Kokomo. Yeah. Well, and our very own um, Dave Sassman is in the Indianapolis area and from time to time is uh, doing Veterans Day, Memorial Day, and 
other types of events in that area. And so um, as a Circle Sanctuary minister, he's been um, part of a number of activities in that area, and perhaps you all will connect if you haven't done so already. That sounds like a thing to do. When you were um, in the Air Force, um, did you... Were you open? Were you practicing pagan at, at that time, or did that come later? No, it actually came later. I was um, brought up a Roman Catholic, but hadn't been that since high school. You know, I just been searching around. I went through a couple of different different type of dogmas and uh, philosophies. <laughs> was actually a member of uh, Sylvia Brown's church in California for a while until that got a little bit out there for me. And I've yeah. Just been, researching i was doing family history and i got into the celtic druid things i probably got like close to 200 dollars in research and books and things and that's the flavor i decided to take up well and i'm glad you brought up druidism earlier this year the druid symbol known as the awen and a number of different druid traditions (laughs) and organizations have some form of the awen as their faith symbol, and the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs put it on their list, and the very first marker was issued. It's in Texas, at in Arlington, Texas, at the National Cemetery held um, that there, and yeah, and uh, very thankful that you called in tonight on. On behalf of Circle Sanctuary, its mm-hmm. military ministries, the Pagan Military Association, the Order of the Pinnacle, and all the other forms of military ministries we do, we present to you the Pagan Military Service Ribbon, and thank you for your service. Ah, my kitty just came up to visit. <laughs> ah, I got the word. <laughs> So you Thank got you so much for calling in and being part of our Veterans Day show. Well, I appreciate it. Now, like I say, it, it took me a, I'm a Sagittarius, so I do a whole lot of research, and it just took me a few years to come to settle in on this. And, and like I say, I, I like it because it's actually logical, and it's a green religion, and it's an environmental, you know, green environment right now that's a topic that's uh really needs a lot of uh attention in our world today i agree but it works out pretty good yeah and i like yeah. that it's a um a religion that's um open inclusive it's not either male or female but it pretty much it's logical i like that and <laughs> it appeals to my logic side Absolutely. What's wonderful about Druid Pathways is rooted in the ancient past, but very much something that's evolving and in the creative flow of the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it has to do with cycles, and that, that's also another appealing. It's like it's into a cycle or it's starting to re- reemerge. Yeah, when you were... Um, in the Air Force, in addition to connecting um, with the space shuttle, 
were you involved in uh, flight? Were you on the ground providing support? Did you? Yeah, just the. the I was an inspection. I, I, I was working on the space station. I got a play astronaut, but I never got to be one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so well, basically, I get to test out things before the astronauts use them. That's fabulous. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> that is cool. <clears throat> yes, if you so weren't able like some, to... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Is there, like a, some, is there like some sort of like certificate or something, or is it just... Um, does it show You'll up on your records? And how does this work? How this works, we actually have a metal ribbon mm-hmm. that um, we send, and we'll put some other things in the packet. And and since you're retired, you then have the flexibility of wearing that. Um, and so actually a number of, of those who have retired from the military wear it on... Um, some part of their uniform that they wear to Veterans Day parades and things, mm-hmm. and some to the hat. Sometimes they'll um, wear it on civilian clothes. It's um, mm-hmm. yeah, it is enameled. Um, it's a metal pin, and it is in red, white, and blue, and the golden acorn. And uh, some will wear it on their lapel and some will wear it on a hat or some other regalia. Mm -hmm. So we'll be sending that off to you in the mail later this week. And we want to thank you so much for your service and for calling in. Well, I appreciate it. It's been interesting. And best wishes on your Druid studies. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, Indiana's not that, it's not a big pagan center. It's mostly the, um, we call it Christian Bible Belt part. So there's a few of us around. And I've, I've seen there's a few within the 10-mile radius, so we get in touch with occasionally. That, yes, that's fabulous. And we put on a really large gathering every year. Pagan Spirit Gathering, and it's held in southern Illinois, which is not too far. Oh, it's not um, too far. Yeah, and we actually have a number of people from Indianapolis that come and take part. We have the Pagan Warrior Blessing that is part of that week-long celebration of summer solstice, and we have something called the Warrior Spirit Center. So perhaps you can join us for some or all of the pagan spirit gatherings and get a chance to not only connect with those who have served and are serving from Indiana and Illinois and some other places around here, um, but from other parts of the country and the world. That sounds like a a bucket list thing. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Or or should I say a kettle list? (laughs) That's right. Well, you know, part of the reason we have a golden acorn on our pagan military service ribbon is so that it it is, the oak is revered in a number of pagan traditions. Certainly Mm -hmm. many of the Druid paths, the oak is a very important sacred 
um, form of vegetation and the acorn for good luck and well-being. So heathens and druids and Wiccans and other pagans um, all work with the oak. And so the acorn is kind of our centerpiece of our ribbon. We thank you so much for your service and for calling in tonight and sharing some of your experiences. Okay, thank you. And you have a nice evening, too. Thank you. Okay. And so while we are waiting for another person to call in, we'll talk a little bit about the outdoor veterans ritual that was done this past weekend on Cemetery Ridge. And would you like to explain a little bit about the significance about that particular ridge? Yes, at Circle Sanctuary, we have a 200-acre nature preserve that is our headquarters. Uh, Most of our offices are located in one of the buildings. It's a remodeled barn, and we have a huge temple room in there, and we actually had part of Veterans Day. We had people in our temple room for the ceremony, but also as part of Veterans Day, we have our cemetery open. 20 acres of the 200 acres of land is our cemetery. It's a green cemetery, which means that uh, bodies are buried without embalming and that we also have cremation, Um, Cremains buried or uh, cremated ashes are scattered in our restored prairie. The oldest part of our 20-acre cemetery out of our 200-acre headquarters is the place where we have the most markers, DA markers, um, are part of a crescent on that ridge, which we call Veterans Ridge. Now, we have some markers that are for civilians, but what um, tends to get the most visits and photographs are nine U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs issued memorial markers with pinnacles on them. So, so far, um, it's just pinnacle markers, but since the VA has also added the Hammer of Thor and the Awen to its list, in the future, pagans who are heathen that want the Thor's hammer or are druid and want the Awen will have those options as well for their memorial markers. Um, We will go and have a variety of group ceremonies up at Veterans Ridge as well as it's a place for individual meditation and um, reflection. And sometimes when we are doing a ceremony up at Veterans Ridge, and this includes 
um, burials, we will have colors of the various flags, military flags. We'll actually um, have, we have flagpole holders that are up on the ridge. Um, when we started that tradition was 10 years ago on Memorial Day when we dedicated the first three Veterans Affairs issued, VA, the VA issued pinnacle markers. And from time to time, we will have military ceremonies. Sometimes it's Armed Forces Day when we bring the colors out. Sometimes we'll do a smaller version and have the handheld colors. That was what we used this year on the main altar in the Circle Sanctuary Temple Room. So Veterans Ridge is um, a place that is near our stone circle. It's a place where the most cremated remains have been buried. And the Veterans Ridge area has veterans who are pagan, who were pagan from different parts of the country, Nevada and New York, um, Ohio, Kentucky, Wisconsin, Indiana, and we have markers for pagans in various branches of military service, Marines, Navy, Army, and Air Force. And we have um, on those markers, some of the loved ones of the deceased have um, included not only the birth year and um, death year and date, but some type of message. And sometimes the message includes some of the awards that the veterans have received. We have some veterans who served in the Korean War, and Vietnam War, and Desert Storm, and we have the marker of a pagan soldier killed in action in Operation Enduring Freedom, um, also known as the war in Afghanistan. Um, so we have quite a bit of diversity in terms of those with stones that are represented um, at Circle Cemetery. <clears throat> That's right. Dave and I have been up there over the years quite a few times, and it really is a, a very solemn, sacred place to go and visit. And I think you've said this before at different times when we've been with you, or on you know on Circle Talk or other shows, that I believe this is the largest concentration of pagan veteran markers. How many there? There's nine there. Yeah. 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 So there are right. so, that, so that actually beats Arlington National Cemetery by one. Because mm-hmm. at Arlington there are eight markers for nine people, but there's eight markers because right. Abe and Rosemary Coyman are under one marker because they were uh, a couple. Mm-hmm. Um that's right. And whereas um, the difference is, I mean, we go to Arlington Cemetery every Memorial Day and decorate and remember and honor 
are the the pagans were there, those with the pentacle markers at Arlington, um, and when, if ever, there are any buried in Arlington with the Thor's hammer or the Owlwind, we will definitely add them to our list of those that we that we visit. Um, but we do visit the eight markers, but at Arlington, they're spread out a little bit. Not a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> they are spread out a little bit, whereas at Circle, they're all concentrated on the ridge. So it is a different sort of It definitely experience. does. It's, yeah. it's a it's a yeah, it's a very different experience going to a very large cemetery meeting. <coughs> Arlington is the, the largest national cemetery in the US and especially when you go on Memorial Day, this is a time it can be a very surreal experience if you've never gone. And experienced it because people who have used, not always, but people who have lost their fa- uh, family members fairly recently are ones that you tend to see there on Memorial Day. And there is a section where the most recent uh, members of the armed forces that have been killed in action are at, it's what, Section 60? I think so. And it's for the newer areas. Yeah, and it's, um, so you will see, and I've not seen this any other place, and I know people do that from time to time at family cemeteries or just other cemeteries, but it really is a unique sort of thing to see Families show up, they have, they bring camping chairs, they sit around the the gravesite of their loved one and they spend time there. And they'll bring coolers and they'll have a picnic and there'll be family and friends there. And they interact. Right. And so they'll interact with each other, but then also you'll see these this interaction. It's um, an unusual kind of camaraderie with the other family members of other deceased service members in that same section. And there is a large group of people who come out every Memorial Day and spend time with their loved ones. And there are people that will come out and spend time uh, with those who are not even local to the area. They're from, you know, several states away. It's not that unusual to see people from, you know, places like New Jersey and Indiana and Ohio and even farther away than that to come and sit and spend time with their deceased loved one. In contrast yeah. to that, uh, it's a different kind of experience at Circle Cemetery because there's a sense of a different kind of sacredness on that particular piece of land. And as you had mentioned, the Stone Circle is nearby. And that was the place that 
you still do have rituals up there, but when everybody yeah. was a lot younger, <laughs> yeah. uh, the main rituals tended to be held up there a little more often. But, uh, you know, so you have that stone circle, and then just up past that there's this ridge, and there are various locations near the edge of that of that top of the ridge where uh, the service members cremains, and I guess there are some full-body burials of veterans too, right? Um, I, um, at the present time, we don't have full-body burials of, of veterans. All of our veterans are in the form of cremated remains, or at least the people with the full-body burials have not gotten any VA markers or said anything to us about military service, but we certainly I've been in touch with some veterans who do plan to do full-body burials. So eventually I think that will happen. Right, right. So, you know, over time it'll be a spot that'll be, yeah, get a little more crowded over time, certainly, with uh, a variety of different kinds of Mm -hmm. markers and things that people will do. But it is a very sacred, solemn, quiet place. You're in the middle of the woods, and it really is a, a very special place that people can come. It is. And immediately honored if you were a friend or family member of those who had passed, but even if you weren't, it's just a good place to go to honor these people as pagans who served and are no longer with us. Another connection that Circle Cemetery at Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve in Wisconsin has with Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia is participation in the Wreaths Across America program. The Reads Across America program is a nonprofit endeavor in which people donate time and energy and money to get evergreen wreaths that are put on the grave markers of deceased veterans at cemeteries, public and private, across the United States every year in December. Arlington National Cemetery is the cemetery that gets the most media attention because it's the national cemetery that most people know about, and it's right outside of Washington, D.C., and therefore convenient for news cameras and that type of thing. Um, Thousands upon thousands of wreaths are put on the veteran grave markers that are around Arlington National Cemetery. Circle Sanctuary has been taking part in this program, Wreaths Across America, for a number of years now. And we have wreaths that we put at each of our grave sites. Um, 
And so while we have a fewer number of actual grave sites by far than um, Arlington National Cemetery, it is really powerful to be part of a program that is nationwide that involves private cemeteries such as Circle Cemetery and public ones such as Arlington National Cemetery. And we have more information about um, our participation and wreaths across America each year on the Circle Military Ministries webpage that's part of the Circle Sanctuary website. So if you go to www.circlesanctuary.org and then look under our work, you will see that we have the under ceremonies wreaths across America. And we not only are taking part in the program, but part of the program is to have a ceremonial wreath laying, and we've been doing that for many years. And those who are interested in finding out more about this year's program can send us an email, circle at circlesanctuary.org, or you can go to our website and sign up under contact us under the email list. You can select circle times and we'll be sending notices out that way. You also can find us on social media. We will be posting something at the Pagan Military Association Facebook page and um, other social media with Circle Sanctuary. So we're very thankful for all of you who have been tuning in. Um, we'll be drawing our um, Veterans Day observance on this show to a close fairly soon. So if you're interested in getting a pagan military service ribbon tonight, you have a few more minutes to call in. And our number here is 347. 308 Right, and let's see. Um, <clears throat> when, um, oh, speaking of Reads Across America, just recently, um, I think it was last year or maybe the year before last, was the first time they were able to raise enough money to buy enough wreaths to place at every grave cemetery. At Arlington? Yeah. Yeah. You know that they. I mean, that's that's that was a big thing for them because there are tens of thousands, um, and they were able to actually raise enough money and, and donations and stuff to to be able to place a wreath at every marker at Arlington Cemetery, which is really an awesome thing to see. And of all the things that are donated for that too, the guys who ship them, the truck drivers who ship and and deliver them, yeah, donate their time. That's all donated. That wow. Is, that's yeah, just that's fabulous. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's a big deal, um, you know, for that. So, you know, and the, the fact that they've expanded out to so many other cemeteries and graves and stuff across the country, um, that connection is really awesome. Um, but we, uh, so we were, I was at least able to be present at the dedication of the first two 
pedicle markers at Arlington Cemetery. Uh, there was a private one for Abe and Rosemary Coyman, and then later it was a public one, and there's pictures all over the place for that. It was a July 4th um, deal for uh, for Jan, and you were there, and Barry Lynn from Air Americans United was there, and all kinds of folks were there for that one. It was uh, that was pretty. It was a pretty big deal when that was finally dedicated and placed. Um, you know, the first pentacle markers at Arlington there. So. Yeah, it's really um, Arlington National Cemetery is an amazing place, and I was able to see the wreaths across America at Arlington for the first time um, this past winter. And I was in Washington D.C. shortly after the first of the year, and the wreaths get put on. Uh, usually, it's the second or third. Um, Saturday in December, and then they're left up for several weeks. So I was able to take a break from the conference that I was at in the Washington, D.C. area and go to Arlington, and it was very powerful to see the evergreen wreaths on all those graves. Right. And then, like I said, we do the Warrior Blessings. Um, We've done... Oh, and Circle has they sponsor a number of pagan circles um, on military installations and bases and ships around the world as well uh, as part of the military programs. And um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, can't forget that. Um, Tiffany, Reverend Circle Minister Tiffany Andes, is the coordinator for that program now. Um, writing herd on all the uh, um, the lay leaders. What are they called now? It's not DFGL anymore. Well, it depends on the branch, but. Well, we, we all know them as, as group leaders. Used to be DFGL, it. now they changed it to DRGL. But essentially, D-R-G-L. they yeah, they're leaders that um, facilitate. It's usually weekly group meetings of uh-huh. pagan circles. Right. And circles been involved with sponsoring. Um, Circle Sanctuary has been involved with sponsoring circles on military bases for many years, going back to when we were in the height of our occupation in Afghanistan and Iraq with with some of the circles there. That's right. There were um, several yeah. in Iraq. Um, now I know there was at least one in the UAE. There was a couple in Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. So that's continued on. Um, right. So I think we are nearing the end of the hour. And. Yep. So what do we got next week? Next week. Is it a surprise? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> Deborah Rose. We're going to have something magical coming on with crone goddesses. That, yeah. And yeah, I'll that's be doing. It. I will be doing Crone Goddesses on the fourth week, and who's we, Deborah talking to next week? We've got old people. I just I don't remember. Um, <laughs> give me a second, and I'll tell you. <coughs> give us a moment. But what are you doing on Circle Talk on uh, Nature Folk next Tuesday? Yeah, yeah so I'm going to con- Yeah, I'm going to continue my Nature um, Elements series with Powers of Fire and. 
Um, we'll go from fire next week to the powers of water the following week and powers of spirit. And then we're starting to get into Yuletide. So in December, I'm planning on doing a series of Yuletide shows. Each year I do um, a variety. Yuletide has so many different aspects to it, and there's a lot of pagan lore to be shared. So um, you can find out more about our shows at the Circle Sanctuary website. You go under our work and select Circle Radio, and you'll find information about not only the show I do every week that precedes this one called Nature Book, but you'll also find information about Circle Talk. Right. So we're pulling up the info on what's going to be happening next week yeah. um, on Circle Talk. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and every quarter or so we do this PMSR awarding uh, where we do these, and we usually try to time it with specific times of the year, like right now we're doing it for Veterans Day, November. Um, you know, we'll do one usually around Memorial Day um, in, in May with Armed Forces with um, Armed Forces Day and Memorial Day in May, the two holidays there, and probably and a couple of other times throughout the course of the year just to just to make sure everybody's included and recognized because we do appreciate all the the service of of those who served as pagans, and those who served and later became pagans. Um, it all counts. It all is, is service. And we had um, a fairly famous person call in a uh, while back and was awarded a PMSR from Great Britain. That's right. I recall. And that was, a, that was an interesting uh, conversation. And I don't, I don't see it anywhere, but I know she's talking – We've scheduled it already, so I know she's talking to someone. Okay, hey, just stay tuned to uh, stay tuned to the Circle website and the Pagans Tonight Radio, the Pagans Tonight site, and the show descriptions, and yes, you'll see and what also, we're going to be doing next week. Uh, the <coughs> Circle Sanctuary Community Facebook, Facebook group. group. Okay. We also share that information out there. Okay. Well, I'm very thankful for all who have been listening live and will be listening later, and we're glad that we were able to present the Pagan Military Service Ribbon tonight. And I'm, I want to thank both of you, David and Jeanette, as well as Deborah Rose, who will be with us next week. Um, thank you for all that you do, and we wish everyone a wonderful evening. Cool. And we're going to close out tonight with a song by Celia. It was the symbol song that she wrote in uh, in honor and support of the uh, the Pentacle Quest. So we like to play that during these times too. Many blessings. <clears throat> Good night, and we'll talk at you next week. Yes. Okay. Bye bye. An American soldier came home today. Wrapped up as cargo in an American flag He asked for one sweet silent symbol on his grave But the VA gun said, sorry son, request denied Well he served as any other with his hands and with his heart He prayed to Father Sky, he bowed down to Mother Earth he honored it and 